is, is taking over. Oh my gosh, Michelle, I'm so excited to be doing this with you. I can't even tell you. Everybody, welcome to Feels Like the First Time, our bonus <laughs> series of episodes where we'll be reviewing and recapping some first seasons of some classic Bravo shows. Michelle, I still can't even believe it. I feel like someone needs to pinch me because not only did you agree to do this, but you agreed to begin where, frankly, all things should begin, which is in New Jersey. I'm I'm over all the roads moment about lead this. To Jersey, right? <laughs> all roads lead to Franklin Lakes, my friend. So I am just I am for realsies over this like like i i have been thinking about it i've watched this multiple times i am rare to go and i'm glad to be doing it with you like we were talking about i i think it's cool for us to do this because we have a bit of a different perspective we're gen x um you know i'm i'm you know italian american i can completely relate to the new jersey sort of state of mind when it comes to that sort of italian family mm -hmm. um kind of crazy you know dynamic mm -hmm. uh, and we were talking about this too and you you know relate to this as a housewife and because we're the same age as many of the people or around the same age as many of the people in the show i think it's i think we have a cooler and and interesting perspective that i think it's really going to be fun to to talk about Yes. And, you know, um, it's interesting. This makes me think I read in an interview, an Andy Cohen interview a long time ago, he talked about like how much he loves the housewives. And, and he said, you know, he he saw that it was like very sexy that there's this demographic of women and like, you know, 40 plus who are largely overlooked. Um, but he goes, I saw them and they're sexy and they're they're smart and they make money and they're, you know, they're they're like a force on their own. Um, and I have to say, God bless him. He was right. They are, um, they're a fantastic demographic. And so, yes. Yeah, so when this first came out, um, I actually didn't see it because I think, uh, my first kid was two and, um, I don't know what I watched. If I watched anything, I fell asleep. So I can't tell you what, what went on there, but, um, well, I'm thrilled that you've never seen it before and you, <laughs> and that you are willing to go through this because, it's not easy. I have seen it before. So I'm looking forward to, you know, a little bit of what happened when we, you know, talked about, you know, the Bethany episode, you know, being able to look at these episodes again, God, almost 20 years later, in some cases, mm -hmm. uh, and with fresh eyes. And with, uh, with also to the context of what has happened. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I, I think that is what's going to make it so fun. I mean, we we know how the story ends, which, mm -hmm. you know, is it is a cheat, but is a, what a fantastic cheat it is. Yeah. Um, so are you ready to do this? I'm, I'm ready. So All right. Ready. So so uh, season one, episode one uh, is called Thicker Than Water. Thicker Than Water. Say it the right water. way. My daughter's my daughter's in the water. Yeah. Um, it starts with uh, sort of a a little montage really with a, a a caroline voiceover yes um which is like let me tell you something about my family <laughs> we're thickest thieves and we protect each other to the end and so it's like and while she's saying this like it's a little bit of a um the preview is is starting to focus more on the infamous dinner party that is literally the last episode of the season uh-huh uh -huh. um so it starts with you know just shots back and forth and then ends with prostitution whore yep mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then and then brings us to you know honestly my all my favorite part of any new um season 
whether it's a show I've been watching for five minutes or five years, which is the taglines. Yes. So um, I have them all written down. So do you have them or do you want me to share them? I, I think they're hilarious. No, I so I did not write them down because, again, like this is my first time through. So I watched it first time, just watched it. And then the second time I took notes, but I needed to kind of suss out who's who. So I just I have it in order, you know, so um, let's see. Well, and actually I have it in. Yeah, in order of, not the tagline, but I think when they started to show up. I don't know. Anyway, did it start with okay. Dina? Maybe that's- It does. That... It does. Okay. So, so it starts with Dina. Yeah. And it's, and she says, if you think I'm a bitch, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the sort of the person in the back is just her daughter. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll get to her, but spoiler alert, I think that she re- uh, resembles, um, where's Waldo? But uh, then <laughs> I next, she was Waldo. <laughs> I think I think we found Waldo. Uh, Teresa is next. Mm-hmm. And she says, people make fun of Jersey girls, but I think they're just jealous. Mm-hmm. And then there's Caroline, um, sounding very mafioso, saying, if you are going to mess with my family, you're messing with me. Mm-hmm. And then Jacqueline saying everyone likes to have nice things, but I'm not one to brag about it. Mm-hmm. And her husband is in the back. Um, actually, her husband, Chris, is in the back there with her son and her daughter. And then it ends with Danielle saying, you are either going to love me or hate me. There's no in-between with me. Um, no, there's not. And, and then, of course, the group pick of them all in black. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, you know what I, this was my instant, instant reaction. It, I thought, oh, hairdresser's funeral. It totally yes. It's just it was just like totally. I was like, this is the this is the funeral of a hairdresser yeah. named like Rosanna. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah. and so it starts with Teresa. We begin with Teresa, and you know, we see her driving, we see her sort of playing along with her hair, and she says that she doesn't have big hair and nails, but used to. But used to. Yeah. And she shows and, and that we awesome see those pictures. CD's picture. And I had that hair too. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, samesies, right? <laughs> um, we all had a version of like the nest, right? That yeah. we had on the on the top of the head. Except I didn't and, think it was awesome. She thought it was awesome. I never really felt good about it. I was going to say, she's not in on the joke. No, so she's not. <laughs> that is the one thing. If we, If I had to give you advice about watching this with Teresa, she is not in on the joke. No. She just isn't. Um, and so she actually says, and I thought this was hilarious. I had never heard her say this sentence before and knowing her as I do, I feel like she's a member of the family. I've known her for so long. She says she loves to be fashion forward. And I almost passed out fashion forward. Yeah. (laughs) And and so we, we cut to a scene of her shopping for a bikini and she's Tina and Caroline. Right. And she's so thin, Michelle. Yeah. This woman has had three children and she is so thin. I know. And so this is a very, very old, I mean, she's completely flat chested. She's had no plastic surgery. This is when she was almost attractive. <laughs> she has like a, like a prettiness about her. Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's like a softness about her that is, that isn't going to be around for very long. But I loved watching this scene because, you know, she has, Teresa has no boobs. She has no waist. And if I had a dime for every time, the just in this fucking scene that these women say bubbies. The bubbies, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, I could do. Can we, are we still allowed to do this with people? Are we still allowed to look at people and go like, you need tits, you need an ass, you need this? It, it was funny. It didn't really oh, Murray, that he, well. All I could think of was she had scaldy little tits. I mean, really. <laughs> I would be so happy to have those. Oh my God, right now, I'd be so happy. 
but but I love that she says she wants breast implants. Did you hear this part? She yes. says, I really want breast implants, but my husband is more of an ass guy. Yeah. And he'll still love her bubbies. And her yeah. sorry, her husband, Joe, her gorgeous husband, Joe. Juicy Joe. Juicy Joe. Yeah. Okay. Not gorgeous, but at any rate. I thought it was really cute though when she bent down um to do like, you know, the pick up something game. And uh, just so that he could like get a gander at her ass while she bent over. I thought that was cute. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, the fact that she even says that, like, she, you know, my, you know I, I would like to get implants, but my husband's more of an ass guy. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, who cares? <laughs> um, and so, you know, she's, that's when she says, you know, she goes to see Joe. She's just taking care of her family as her first priority with her three daughters mm-hmm. going to see, they go to see Joe at his office. And I love how the first thing she says about him, to your point, Michelle, is that he's gorgeous. Yeah. He's I was like, wicked, he's wicked built. I was like, who the fuck are we even talking about here? And then I realized, and you know, honestly, Michelle, I think that this would, they were, the scenes with them, I thought were really great because I think that they're still in love at this point. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, so it was actually it, as obnoxious as it was for her to say that, you know, I, I wrote it down because I, you know, people don't speak like this very often. So attention must be paid. She says, my husband, Joe is gorgeous. He's got it going on. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely delicious and juicy. And I thought, Jesus Christ, but she really does. I mean, you can tell she believes it. Yeah. And, you know, you can tell he's, and he's in construction. He's very successful. You know, he lets her spend the money. Um, I loved his office. There were fucking post-it notes. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Did you see that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, it's like, call my mistress, you know, avoid the mob, you know, whatever. Um, And so Caroline is, you know, this is all still happening when they are um, still, you know, looking at, showing her looking at the bikinis. And Caroline says that Teresa is her comic relief. Um, And which, you know, I don't think anybody's ever going to say that about Teresa again. So hopefully she had that tattooed someplace. <laughs> and then we go to the house. What did you think of the house? Um, the, the, house the, that, the chateau. The, the house that it's they've been building it for over three years. She could run yep. around naked there. No one would ever know. Yep. And she, uh, or care. But cool. she, yeah. And she thinks it's gross to live in someone else's house. She has to build her own. She skeeves it. Yeah. So can I ask... Did you grow up saying that? Because you had a, so, you know, you're, you grew up in Melrose. Uh-huh. And I grew up in Everett, which are very different places. Melrose is a little bit more um, refined. Did you grow up saying skeeved the way that we did where I'm from? Skeeved? Like, yeah. So the way that, the way that Teresa says, you know, I skeeve other people's houses. Did you hear um, say that? Yeah, I think, yeah, we definitely had that term, skeeve, yeah. Yeah. And I I just, when I heard that, I was just sort of taken back to like, oh my God, like the seventies and eighties where you would say like, if something was gross, you'd be like, I skeeved that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, (laughs) and I thought, holy shit, she is still saying skeeve in fucking 2008 when this is being filmed. Yeah. So yeah, she says she didn't want to buy a house that somebody else had because she skeeves other people's houses. (laughs) I don't want to live in someone else's house. That's gross. Yeah. She says, it's gross. Um, and then we go to Dina, who I have to say, you know, I'm not into anybody really, but Dina, I think is just ethereally beautiful for some reason. There's just something about her. I just think she's stunning. Oh, um, there's something like something really off about her. She's almost pretty. Um, yes. I don't know yes. what it is, but she's, she's a little hard looking. Um, yeah. A little road hard, put away wet. Yeah. <laughs> but her sister, yeah. same thing. Um, it's just, they both have that. I don't know what it is. It's something with their eyes. I don't know. Or 
I, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't figure it's, it's out. The, it's the jerseyness. Yeah. When we first see Dina, the first opening scenes with her, they're like these miscellaneous red carpet things mm-hmm. that make me think, what the, f-? I couldn't remember all of a sudden what she does for a living. Cause I was like, why is she on all these red carpets? Who gives a shit about Dina? Yeah. Um, and she says that people think she's a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, she, when she's in her confessional dress, she's wearing this green dress that I'm, I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she talks here a lot about uh, Franklin Lakes as yeah. it's like this affluent town, maybe like Melrose probably. Um, and that home start at like 1.5 million. She says she's the youngest of 11, which freaks me out. I know. Um, and that she was divorced. And when she got divorced, Caroline let her live in the house with her daughter, um, Lexi, AKA Waldo uh, is 12. Um, and inside Dina's home is, you know, I think the nicest, most generous way I can say it. Now I won't say much about this because I don't have really good taste and I know you do, but I I think the word that I'm looking for is abomination. Um, there's not a free inch of surface. There is so much stuff. Yeah. There's your, I doesn't know where to go. And, And so I watched this with, um, Liam, my 12 year old son and, um, who is, uh, well, he's very creative. He and you have to say he's a good decorator. He's got an eye and he has he better taste space. than most adults. Yes. Yeah, he really does. He he does. So um yeah, at this point now I just let him kind of like, you know, set up for the holidays. <laughs> Whatever holiday comes around. I'm just like, here's the goods. Just uh let's just go rearrange things. Um, but uh no, he he said to me, he bur- just burst out laughing and he said, She's an interior designer. What does she do? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. some of too much did you notice any of these objects i had to write some stuff down because i I, like yes i had to share with you like icons michelle yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there was a red buddha there was like a louis vuitton tray yep yep there was a a, the cheetah print couch i i just i I did like that did you you on its own like as its own thing you know with other subtle things around it i yeah I'm, i'm entertained by animal print things there was just something about her house that made me feel overwhelmed. It was like, and it was all that sort of like orangey brown. Um, you remember yes. the colors of everything in the seventies when we were kids? It's like she yes. just like took it with her. Just different shades of tan. Yeah, yeah, it just, it was honestly, I was, I was really, I, I had completely forgotten that she was an interior designer, and I honestly laughed out loud. I actually did like a cackle, like I did like a cackle. Yeah. Like when that, when she said that, and I could not, I had to pause it. And I was like, I gotta fucking write this down. I feel like the Michelle. Um, yeah. I mean, she's, God bless her. Her taste is gross. Um, but thankfully we don't have to spend a lot of time in her house. And we go right back. We like go whip smack right out of there. And we go right to Caroline, um, who lives in kind of a, you know, very generic brick house, like a McMansion. Wait a minute, um, though, can I, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. Did, sure. I think we skipped over the the uh, Teresa with her, like buying her French chateau furniture. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Oh, with, <laughs> but, with cash. With the cat, with the hundred and twenty thousand dollars in cash. I just saw that in my notebook. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about that. So she goes with is it Jacqueline? She goes with Jacqueline. And, uh, you know, Jacqueline says that, you know, Teresa has no limits. And so she goes into this, this is like Decorator 101. You don't go to a store and buy all the shit for your house. Like you just, you don't do it. Or you, or you, you, you leave that style and go get another style to kind of coordinate. But you just, like, 
she just spent $120,000 in like 10 square feet. You know what I mean? She just turned around. So yes, yeah, so everything's matchy matchy. She wants the couch to match the table to match. It's all this like quote unquote French chateau, which I, I, I'm not sure, but it's not, it's, it's an abomination is what it is. Um, so that's not really French, is it? Um, uh, no, I think that was, oh, that's like right. That. She licks, she licked her thumb. I remember that she, now to take that's the money. Right. She right? licks her thumb when she's counting the money. Oh, yeah. gross. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. the foreshadowing right Nasty. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's like the fact that she would have all that cash. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, my and, goobers, my goobers. And I know, you know, a lot of people carry around a lot of cash, but that is really, an unnatural uh, amount to carry. Like I, I, I really. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, that's walk an unnatural home, amount. It, okay, if you know, you're a bit of a baller if you got like ten or twenty thousand dollars in your pocket. But like, who the fuck walks around with one hundred twenty thousand dollars? Please, like, unless like you're paying off like a ransom. I don't know who you are. I, <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's like I, I, I don't. It's it is a massive foreshadowing to what's going to happen with her with her legal troubles. Yeah, the fact that Joe will have hidden all of this money. Um, I love how you know. I think three or maybe four times in this episode, the word recession is mentioned by more than one. Yeah, by uh, what, yeah. by by, by uh, Teresa, by Jacqueline, also by Christopher, um, Caroline Manso's son. Well, did the recession happen just after they stopped filming? Yeah, but it's so interesting how they saw it coming, right? That yeah, and they um they they sort of felt it but didn't really adjust. You know, right. Teresa's like she mentions it, she's like, Can't a thing <laughs> and then starts looking at her thumb and starts you know, cracking out bills. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of my father used to do that. He would have a wad and he could make it crack, like make a noise. Oh yeah, yeah. So love that. <laughs> used to think that was so cool. I used to think he was just he, I used to think he was like a character from like a, you know, a fifties movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I'm glad you brought us back to that. Cause it's important. That is important. She went through and spent $120,000 and even with editing, even if we account for editing, that looked like that had to have been less than an hour. Oh, for sure. For sure. So it was just, um, and it was just more sort of like shades of like tan and orange. Yeah. Not cute. You know, it looked like we picked it out was uh, our girlfriend, Dina. Yeah, for sure, right? They shop at the same place. <laughs> oh, they they there's probably just one place in Franklin Lakes. I can't. Um, we'll have to hit it on our way down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to we're going to have to uh we're we're doing a road trip in uh June and so we'll have to uh make a a pit stop through Franklin Lakes for sure. I think Franklin Lakes is I would say it might be like a uh so probably like a Winchester or like a Winchester mm. or Wayland kind of place. Yeah, yeah, probably. It seems, you know, it's 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 fancier because in 2008 they were talking about, you know, a house being 1.5 million. So, um, you know, can you hear my dog? You hear? Yeah, it's Pepsta. It's, <laughs> it's Pepsta. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll have to do a little bit of recon when we're uh when we're going through Jersey and we can uh we can share. We're probably we'll be uh just finishing up uh season 1 of New oh. Jersey around that point, so we'll be able to do a little sharing. I'd love to be able to see some of these houses. Yes. Um, but let's move on to Caroline. So yep. she uh, she says she is a throwback housewife. Yeah. Which, by the way, does not sound good to me instantly. My my instant reaction was to, like, make a face like I smelled something. 
Um, it's just, she has an old school attitude. I want to say, oh, so you beat your children. Um, she says she <laughs> lives for her children and her husband, Albert, who, and they own the brownstone, which we should definitely see. Well, no, she um, said that he owns the brownstone. She said, yes. my husband owns it. I'm yes. not sure about that relationship. Okay. Well, I think it's because it is a family thing for him with his family. And she said it's the premier catering facility and it's in Patterson, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole family works there. So Christopher, who's 19, he seems like he's valeting. Lauren, who's 20, she does works with brides. Yep. Um, brides. yep. Yep. And then Albie, who's adorable, uh, just as cute. Yeah, just nobody does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but nobody has any idea what Albie does ever. He just comes on, and we just think he's so cute that yeah. nobody gives a shit. Um, Dina shows up, and in the voiceover, Caroline is saying that she plans events there. She has an office there. Yeah, and I instantly thought to myself, "Oh my god, I hope it's not decorated like all that crazy shit in her and, house." Yeah, um, and her husband actually—that's when we learned that her husband, so that she and Caroline married brothers. Yes. So Caroline is that's not weird at years, all. Twelve years, eleven, twelve years older than Dina. Yeah. Um, and um and so yes, so they married brothers. So Dina was married previously, and then she was single with uh single mom with Where's Waldo? And she married Tommy Manzo. Is that yeah? Tommy Manzo, yeah. Tommy Tommy. Manzo. Okay. Tommy yeah. likes he likes the bubbies. The bubbies, yeah. And uh well she's got some really big bubbies. I'm not sure about the sports bra she wore at the tennis match. I don't think a it was a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. We'll get there, but a thousand percent. I'm with yeah. you on that. But yeah. Um oh, and so then we go to Jacqueline, um, who from now on will be called um Black Jack Illywhack or Jackal Snapper. Um <laughs> the Jack, Jackal Snapper. She she's driving, she's saying that New Jersey is way different from Las Vegas, which is yeah. where she's from. Yeah. And when she first moved, um, she was turned off by a lot of the pretension that people were showing and that um, she is uh, married to Dina and Caroline's brother, Chris. Yep. And so then we get these sort of cutouts to Dina saying that Jacqueline's heart is as big as their bubbies. <laughs> um, I would fucking punch someone. I just want to say I would punch someone who said that to me. Um, but I mean, if I had to, I mean, 90% of the women on this show I mean, actually, no, I would say maybe three quarters of the women on the show suffer from too much bubby, in my opinion. So. Yeah. Um, so she has, Jacqueline has two kids. She has a daughter, Ashley, from a previous marriage. And then they have a son, CJ, um, who actually, I think we find out later, has autism. Okay. Um, and so she says it's hard to keep Ashley grounded because of the lavish lifestyle. And then we actually, like, I, I as much as I, like, I don't want to be mean to their kids, I can't stand Ashley. Um, what were your thoughts when we go into the room and the, you know, you know like, I would have, I would have taken the belt out on her. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, she was just being like a fucking asshole. And, you know, so she's got this like really this beautiful room, by the way, ja- Jacqueline's house. I thought, I thought the landscaping was nice. And I think her interior out of all of them is the nicest, um, you know, oh yeah, I love her backyard. The yeah. backyard's beautiful. Yeah, I think she's got she's like she's got a good sense of sense of taste. And there's a simplicity that she has that the other ladies don't have. Um, but yeah, no, I thought like her kid was a bitch. Uh she just um Ashley was, you know, just oh, clean and whatever that, you know. Of course my kids do that to me too. And they complain that I'm asking them to do something, which I think is like a this like I 
it's they're afflicted this generation is afflicted with it and then by the time they they're halfway through their complaint and i always look at my watch or my phone and i say you could have been done i do exactly what she did <laughs> well i was just gonna say i i feel like i have been ashley at various points of my life but i i just it's it's hard to watch her be so whiny when like over her shoulder i'm seeing like her ipod plugged into the bose speaker dock yeah Right. <laughs> Which back then, like that Bose speaker dock was like $800. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Before the, uh, the common <laughs> you know, could get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So it's just, yeah, I will, we'll get to know Ashley better, but yeah, she's not, she's not one of my favorite Jersey kids. No. Um, so then we go to Danielle. Um, oh, Danielle. Who, who's, who is always most, most likely to be naked. And we'll be and voting most of, the burlesque music on for her when she comes out, right? So it's like, oh yeah, to let you know, if you didn't know that she was going to be the hoe, they are uh-huh. Uh-huh. they're so heavy handed in the editing, really, to yeah. like to really let you know, like, okay, you you really shouldn't like her. Uh-huh. Um, and so she comes out in her bikini. She tells us she's forty five. So to your point, Michelle, yeah, she's probably like sixty now, right? Uh huh. Um, so she's very confident in the way that she looks. Um, she's laying out in her backyard. You know, she says people might find me to be a little too much. Um, she says that, you know, we get these shots of her working out in her, her home gym. Mm-hmm. She tells us some bullshit story about being a Ford model, which I don't believe at all. No, I don't um, believe it at all. And she was married, engaged 19 times. Before getting married. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, um, and then cool. she talks about she talks about when she was married, that her lifestyle was very glamorous and that she got her black Amex before Madonna did. I love that. Yeah. I thought, oh, my God, this girl is crazy raise balls and when she was talking about you know when she worked with famous people and they were privileged to meet her should i say they were privileged to meet me yes and she reminds me of so many people in high school so many people like her like like i I had to overshare like that who had to who no one's patting them on the back that's the thing when someone like that it breaks my heart because i think to myself shit even at her age, no one's patting her on the back, so she's got to do it herself in order well, to exist. Exactly, and I mean, you know, it's it's sort of all relates back to trauma. Trauma is like like your 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 body and your brain's response to a situation. So apparently, somebody was just always like taking her down a few pegs because she was always having to remind herself um, that she was, you know, better than the average bear. Yeah, it's hard to watch. It's, for some reason, I. I have more, and maybe it is because I'm older now. I have more sympathy with Danielle. Like I, she's obnoxious for sure. Yeah. Well, no, and you're right. I mean, I, there's definitely some sympathy I felt for her. And so I Googled her to, to see like, you know, what she's done and she's not done anything good. <laughs> she's no better off now than she was at the show. What, what's she been up to? Um... Maybe she was married again. Like, you know, so that it was all like so unremarkable, Maria. I was like, oh, it's like she just never changed. Um, yeah, no. And um, did she try to sue somebody or? Yeah, there, there was like a lawsuit involved with something. It, w- it was really like unremarkable. It was just like, there. okay, she's still like a sad sack of shit, which is what I thought, um, you know, that she's um, and she's broke and she's totally flat out broke. Now, you know, she came back to Jersey. But only as a friend of, right? Yes. And caused a fuck ton of trouble. Oh, yeah? Even just as a friend of? Fuck ton. Believe it or not, she was able to, and it's, you know, if 
I have my druthers, Michelle, I'll have you watch every New Jersey episode that ever happened. <laughs> well, you know, but, I'm, uh, I'm a sucker for a yeah. table flip. So I feel now um, oh, yeah. I have to watch to the end to that table flip. I just love it. It's the best best part of any show. Well, I think that it's just just this season. I'm I'm thrilled that you that you wanted to do this one because it is iconic for so many reasons. It was the first time that like we saw like something physical happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. On Housewives. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even though like nobody hit, nobody hit anybody else, it was the first time something like that happened. Uh-huh. And it really was like the flip heard around the world, you know? It, it, I mean, it changed yeah. the way that people approached the show. It changed. Um, after that, people were trying to like almost top it. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm thinking about even things like in Real Housewives of New York, Aviva taking off her leg and kind of putting it on a table. <laughs> Like just, you know, people did just, just try to do just like crazy like, dumbass shit. So, you know, that's what's so great about this. But but I I think with with Danielle, I think that she brings out something in people. And I think even as a friend of, because that's what she feels like for me, honestly, through this whole season, even though we see a lot of her, a lot of her for me feels like her on the periphery, trying to trying to belong. Yeah, no one trying will let really her in. hard. Like, no, no. You know, Dina, I guess, is she the head of the group here? I don't know. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think that she's one of those people, like we said, who's just, you know, it's like a lack of emotional intelligence, too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So not only is there like, she doesn't have the self-awareness to kind of recognize when she should and shouldn't say stuff. Yeah. And and she, you know, is Jacqueline is is like her family. So she but she can't even say like, okay, she's, you know, she's part of the family now. I'm gonna like cut her some slack and let her friend in. Or did she let her ever let Danielle in? I don't you know, I don't know. Well you'll 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 have to see. Yeah. But you know, we when we first meet her, we see like she has this beautiful, you know, her home to me though looks like like a like I was calling it Frankencastle uh-huh. because it looks like five castles that have been stitched together and it looks like she hasn't paid for like the shrubbery made me think of um monty python and bring me a shrubbery these huge shrubs outside of her fucking house that probably have mad spiders in them um but we see her two daughters in the pool she asked them and this is i think why people don't like danielle she's trying too hard she's always she's aware of the cameras in a way that I think the other people uh, on the show aren't yet. Uh-huh. So she asked the girls why they think divorce happens. Cause that's what you would talk about in the pool. Oh yeah. Um, All the time, Maria. Right. Yeah. Right. And you so know. she said, you know, she talks about how much fun it was for her to be married, not because she loved her husband, but because she didn't like having limits to spend. She didn't like having limits. She liked the perks. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so we learn that like Jackal Snapper and Danielle meet at the hair salon. Yep. Um, and then we see Jacqueline at Danielle's house um, with those oppressive shrubs. Um, and there, um, and then Jacqueline and, and Danielle inexplicably eating salad like fucking Lady and the Tramp out of the same bowl. I thought I was going to barf. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you know this bitch? Hold on. And then there was so some tray li- that came out later. I don't know what that was about. It was very Lady in the Tramp. The whole thing, I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, and then, so then Jacqueline says that Danielle tells her, you know, her, told her, like, when she first met her, like, basically her whole life story in a half an hour and showed her nude pics of herself on her phone, yeah. which totally tracks with what we're saying. Yeah. Who well, could you know I, I mean? do that with everyone I meet, Maria? I've got, like, a, I could just. Right. Yeah. 
Right, I mean, we've known we've we've known each other, you know, forever, and I'm probably not gonna not that I have any nude pics, but like I probably would not show them to you. <laughs> um, but like, I can't even imagine taking a nude pic. But that's a that's gonna require a lot of a lot of angle work, a lot of it, a lot of lot of lot of lot of, lot of lighting work. But so I, I feel like this tracks with her being the kind of person who overshares, who in a social situation. Um, says things that are leading you know like I think she's the kind of woman that in in uh in social settings talks a lot about sex so talks a lot about sex yeah one of those and it all comes back to her um right yeah. right yes it's like it, it really is about pulling focus right and and Danielle though at this point is really loves Jacqueline and so she's saying like Jacqueline is always supportive and then you know Jacqueline same thing they're still in like their love phase of their friendship you can tell uh-huh. Because Jacqueline's like, Danielle has a strong personality, you know, but she really hopes that she fits in with Jacqueline's family. Right. And she says that the women, you know, her sisters, you know, in law are, um, you know, she, she worries about them and, and what they're going to think. Yes. And it sort of cuts there. And then we go like whiplash right back to Caroline, to Albie and Chris uh-huh. at home and bickering. The strip club, which is like a... a- uh, like a good investment a safe investment yeah yeah it's recession proof, recession Michelle. It's, it's not fucking, it's it's fucking recession proof this is what he says so we go there that gets dropped during the recession you got to cut down somewhere right you you gotta you gotta help me by the way with with what caroline is wearing in these um in these confessionals because i don't understand what in the fucking fashion bug is going on with her blouses like why why just why really well, but like funny. why and then why are they so like open so that there's so much tit like why <laughs> so brian watched this with me and uh thank you give me hit me with what brian says i want to know what my man brian says well please. first of all let's just go back to danielle he wanted to know what happened to her ass if it fell like into the pool um and then he because uh, she got no ass it's flat um and then he suggested that um her stomach would look better if she actually put on a little bit of weight um and that's that that's what he thought about her and and then he thought she was kind of bogus um but then he said so about caroline he, he was looking at like all these outfits and uh then at some point there was um um this dress she had on and uh she was at the at the banquet place you know and it was it was like it was nice it was a wrap dress it was kind of white with some design on it and um and anyway he goes oh she looks good there she got a wrap she got an ass <laughs> So it's like the only time she's looked good. Every time, every time, I, the other time she looks like she's just falling apart, right? Like, did somebody just like try to rip that she off? She looks so sweaty. She looks so sweaty all Her, the time. Like eye just, makeup and yeah. <laughs> everything is running. I just don't understand. Like, like, I feel like she's clammy. Like, I feel like her skin yes. is clammy at any given moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she says, shock horror, because she looks like an incredibly educated woman, that Albie is the first and only kid in college um and she looks forward to having an attorney in the family which she looks like she needs one um <laughs> she she then says they are street smart people um I, I just understand like she literally looks like a substitute history teacher with this purple fashion bug top on that she's in and this it's <laughs> so bad um and so Albie and Chris are still going back and forth and you can tell that like Chris you know he you can tell he's giving Albie shit because in reality he's very jealous uh-huh 
Yeah. And so he's calling Albie a douche. And he says, Chris says he wants to be the face of strip clubs and car washes because they're recession proof. Yep. Interestingly enough, you see how we're, we we see how these, these um, interviews with like Albie and with Chris and, you know, with uh, Lexi, with all these people's kids. Yeah. That's very unusual as time goes on. Oh yeah, so they, early, they they start early on. The this is yes, cool, yeah. but but this will not won't be cool going forward. We won't we won't see this a lot um, with with people's kids. No, this, no, will yeah. smarten up. They just uh, yeah, they they really tighten up the storylines like that. Yes, and so uh, then Caroline, you know, I mean, I think she's trying to cover. I mean, how how can you make how can you make lemonade out of your son saying on national television he wants to be the face of strip clubs? <laughs> so she wants to you know look into it. <laughs> <laughs> make sure right so she wants to so, and you tell me michelle because you also have two boys uh-huh. um and so she says she wants him to run a club that mama would be proud of yep as as a mother of, t- of two sons can you um help me out with this what kind of strip club would you be proud of what kind um like is there a kind like is there a kind that like liam could come home and talk to you about mostly bubbies is that what stirs that serves like steak and lobster <laughs> uh, yeah we're we're mia for potomac might be found <laughs> oh my god well um is there know, such a thing i mean uh well she could be proud of uh the money that it makes she could be proud that the girls are drug free yeah. she could okay. be proud proud that they are good dancers um so you know i guess uh uh you know there's with with everything bad there's something good um, there's a spectrum here of correct okay i see what you're you saying know, there's a it, spectrum of proud it's what boys are so you know like a couple of weeks ago i texted Stefan. i said uh oh uh it was april 20th and i said oh 420 what you smoking <laughs> and he texted me back well, i can't wait for june 9th which is which is 69 <laughs> so well, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like, is, is it with boys? You have like a different kind of. So like last Friday night, we watched about two RuPaul drag races and then went right into like a jackass <laughs> movie. <laughs> wow. You guys don't fuck around. This is just, it's the spectrum. Maria's all over the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so I get it. So she could be proud. Yeah. There's stuff she could be proud of. So. Once she says that, we like again split right across town to tennis with Dina with titties, yeah. And again, yep, she's got to show us all about Franklin Lakes and how much of the know I also, yeah. Well, you know who I also was thinking about too for Lexi. She also kind of looks like the cowboy from Toy, uh, Toy Story, but oh, with yeah. glasses. Yeah. But Dina, for some reason, I just think that like the way that she shot in these um, in these uh, like confessionals. I think she just looks ethereal. Like she's in very soft focus. She's like dim. She's like, like in candlelight. I just, there's, there's something really pretty about her, well, but I will say that it was hard to watch this scene. Maybe she because... had the Sybil Shepherd filter going. You remember? Yeah, Sybil she just was, yeah. She had it in her contract that she could only be shot with a soft focus filter. Yeah. I mean, I feel like similar. I mean, cause to me, she just, she looks beautiful, but she has massive, massive body issues. Yeah. Well, during this huge, I mean, it was real. And during this whole thing, yeah, she had to have paid for them. And, and her, yeah, way too big. And her daughter, you know, she's the whole time she's talking about the fact that she has to lose weight for her nephew's graduation party. She doesn't want to wear a muumu, Michelle. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is a woman who's probably a size six and she's saying she's going to wear a muumu. Yeah. Um, 
And then I think a couple of times she says, or one time, excuse me, she says that she loves tennis because the people that she sees who play tennis have great legs. Great legs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was very struck by that. I wasn't sure if it was something that you noticed or it was hard to, I don't know. I felt bad. You did with her body issues. Yeah. Well, cause she was like, to me, I was like, shit, like it's one of those things that you, you don't recognize about yourself until it's like on television. And then you're like, wow. In the course of like a five minute scene that was edited with snippets, there was, you know, like a, literally a theme of me talking about my body. I think a lot of women suffer from body issues though. I, I just, there's like such a huge demand. I don't think a lot of people would say it though on television. Maybe. Well, I am surprised at the shit that these people say on TV. So, you know, and as you know, like there's some really wacky stuff that comes out. So I don't know, is that they just get so comfortable uh, around, you know, by the time the confessionals come, they get so comfortable that they're willing to say anything. Yeah. And maybe to your point, maybe by the time they come around, maybe there's distance. Yeah. Between the thing that happened and what you've said. Yeah. Um, So maybe that's it. That makes sense. Good point, Michelle. So we hired you poor kid. All right. All right. Um, so uh, Teresa, we go, we whiplash right to Teresa. And this is where, honestly, I was so fucking triggered. Um, I'm remembering dancing school. So we are going <laughs> to uh, Gia's dance rehearsal with Melania and Gabriella. Uh-huh. And out, I was loving watching Teresa with, with her girls because they're so young. And of course, now they're in their 20s or late teens, early 20s. Yeah. And um it was great to sort of see like Gabriella and Gia, of course, be the way that they are, which is obliging when Teresa is like, do fabulous, do model. Yeah. And Melania, who's basically like Juicy Joe in a dress. <laughs> she's like, oh, what do I got to do over here? You know? She's like, what? I'm going to walk away what? now. Okay. I'm walking away. Fuck this shit. And <laughs> yes. she totally walks away. Um, and I love that. And it, it cracks me up. And so I loved watching her talk about saying like Gia, you know, Gia loves, you know, dancing and she loves the camera. And, and she then she goes, oh, I takes. love my girls. Yeah. And she goes, I love my girls. Did you see her like blowing kisses? Like I she was so was, into it. She was cute. She was imitating. I her loved it. Moves. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, I honestly, this is, and I actually wrote, I wrote, this is triggering me, even though I am like loving seeing Teresa like this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was so, she was like almost likable, you know, to see her like that. I mean, you know, my mother was not a um, stage mom at mm-hmm. all. So my mother would not have been, so my mother would have been in the theater watching, but she would not have been like knowing the dance moves or, or, or anything like that. She probably would have been maybe just coming in from having a cigarette if I know Connie. Um, but <laughs> I, I I thought it was so funny that Teresa was like, uh, and and this is indicative of Teresa's relationship with Gia even today, which is that Gia is not supposed to have any makeup on, and Teresa's like just a little sparkle, and Gia's like no, and she's like just a little sparkle. It's like <laughs> no, they told you no, just a little sparkle. Do you know what I mean? It just it, it, it fucking cracked me up. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it was awesome. Um, what do you, did you ever take dance lessons or anything like that? Oh yeah, tap, ballet, jazz. Yeah, yeah. And then I was gymnastics. Yeah, I did a lot of shit. I was not good at any of it, but I did it all. So um, yeah, and my mother never knew the moves. There was like no conversations that like I could have had with her. And you know, Liam like has done tap and ballet, and we've had lots of conversations about moves and you know what I mean and how to do things and what you know just routines because our moms were older honestly 
Yeah. Like, like these are younger moms. Yeah. Like what, when, when I am, when I'm six years old, which is, I think is what Gia is at the time, you know, my mother is, is 41, 42. Well, so she's not, she's not, she's not about that life. I had Liam when I was 40. So, um, you know, my, (laughs) yeah, but I I think it was, I think it was different then. I think it was like, I don't know. It was funny because nobody's mom was really like that. When I, I like, don't remember anyone's mom being like that. And that's, that even was when the, I was at the Boston ballet, even when we would be like, you know, we, the rehearsals meant something, you know, the only time my mom was ever, would ever do anything was when it would be nutcracker rehearsals or excuse me, nutcracker uh, tryouts auditions. Right. Cause she'd have to and hang out with you. Right. Yeah. No. Well, what she would do is so they, so in, at the Boston ballet, there's no uh, windows at eye level. Yep. Yep. So the windows are high up, you know, like right at the top, uh, like, like, a, like there are over doors, you know what I mean? Like windows like that, small windows. Yeah, no, we, we and, did lessons there. Yeah. So I know that. And so the- my mom would stand on the benches Oh. and she would be in the window because she's so tall. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she would actually be looking to me and she would smile and she would point to her face to remind me to smile. Oh because yeah. Because that yeah. was something that I almost always forgot to do because I'd be so concentrating on whatever it was. Yep. Yep. But Thankfully, my mother never was like obnoxious about like wanting to take pictures, even though she made me go to modeling classes. Uh-huh. But Teresa is, I think, at this stage, though, to your point, like it's it's sincere. Yeah. And there's it's almost like when I saw her with Joe, it kind of made me like, oh, you know, when they're at their house and walking around, it's, you know, you can tell that that she loves him um, when she says things are beautiful. Beauty, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. So cut to Danielle's house and to the shrubbery of horror. Uh-huh. And this is so at the time people were like, what the fuck? But now in 2023, like the idea of like people having phone sex or whatever is so passe. But we're at Danielle's house and Jacqueline arrives. She's getting ready for uh Danielle's getting ready for a date with an online um paramour. Um, that she's been seeing for two years. I didn't realize that. Gucci model. Uh, Gucci model. Like, how's this up Gucci model? (laughs) (laughs) That would be a red flag for me right away. Yeah, really. Um, So Jacqueline tells us that uh, Danielle has been having phone sex. Um, And yeah, and that Danielle doesn't even know his name. Uh, Quick question. What's your opinion on phone sex? Maria, I have never had phone sex. I think I tried once and I was like, uh, and it was with, you know, brian my husband right uh and i just remember being like um so put it in the i'm sorry what do you want me to say (laughs) i just i had yeah i was not into it and i'm not i just i'm not i nope it's not my thing not my thing but uh yeah i'll watch like i'll watch a good porn anytime but you know the phone sex was you know i have no imagination yeah can you uh so what would your thoughts be about and and maybe put it in the context of like today, like, you know, maybe modern day, you're not married. Would you have phone sex with someone for two years without either knowing their name or meeting them? What's your thought? Um, you know, something she obviously was really entertained by it. So I, I, I don't think it's really that weird. No, I don't. She's lonely. That's the thing. I feel like everything that she says, it seems so sad to me now. Yeah. Whereas I think, upon first blush it felt so sleazy yep yeah I and agree. i'm not sure if it's i'm not sure if it's because i'm older or 
But so, yeah, so Teresa arrives with a massive purse. Did you see this fucking purse? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you see this duffel bag? She put binoculars in it. So. This bitch bag. This yeah. fucking bitch has a, has a duffel bag with her. Yeah. Um, so all three of them are wearing, did you notice this? Different versions of the same outfit. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. No. So all three of them are wearing, and this is, was the uniform of like the late nine, uh, excuse me, late 2000s. Oh, wait, oh, the flare jeans, like the... Uh, bootleg jeans yeah bootleg jeans and and some type of tank toppy yes top version yeah. and so Teresa's has like weird like rocks around it and you know Jacqueline's enormous tits are withheld by some type of sparkly v-neck situation and Danielle is wearing uh something that is like uh, tank toppy at the top it looks like a little bit sheer on the bottom but they're literally, it's all three of them, same thing. Tank it's, top with embellishments and jeans. You're right. It's it's And it was like the uniform of like the early aughts. It was yep. Britney Spears. Totally. Um, Who still and, dresses like that? Bless her heart. I was just going to say, I'm like, I did it at the time, so I can't lie. But <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't be too can't be too hard on it. Um, what I did think was fun and what I forgot about was this next piece, which for me is like the Lucy and Ethel uh, portion you know, uh, of, of the show, which is where uh, Teresa and, and Jacqueline go in the car to spy on, on yes, Danielle. That was very cute. I, thought, I loved it. <laughs> um, I, I loved, I loved that, um, that Jacqueline has binoculars with you, with her, excuse me. Teresa's like, how do you even have phone sex? Which I think is a very Teresa thing to say. <laughs> um well, she's th- and, she's thinking it's it's like must be penetrative, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think she's saying like, what? How? How is that sex? And I don't doesn't understand. the lube ruin the phone? <laughs> yeah, she, I don't think she understands like fundamentally what is being said. I think that there's multiple things that she is confused by. Love her. I mean, I could have sex with like a dildo, but my phone. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like she just fundamentally is confused she doesn't she means well but you know she like i said almost never in on the joke is Teresa. yeah um and so she i I love the part that the fact that like they're and that that honestly Teresa wasn't very judgy about this and neither was was jacqueline you know i think that they could have been like and honestly i probably would have been at the time because i'm you know kind of a bitch but they were really sweet about it. Teresa was like, you know, to each his own. And which yeah. was very un Teresa thing to say, un Teresa like thing to say, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, then we have the horrible scene of actually being at the the club, which I forgot how, yeah, I forgot how hard this was to watch. It gave me like, um, it gave me office vibes, you know, sometimes it's hard to watch the office because it's just, I mean, I realize our, our our podcast name is Pure Cringe, but like, it was very cringy. It was very yes. hard to watch. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually had an audible moment when she, when I recognized that she says that it's supposed to start at seven thirty. She gets there at seven thirty. At nine o'clock, she's an hour and a half, half, an hour and a half later, she's still there on camera. By the way, on she's camera. still there, and she says. I don't know if you caught this. She says, what if he doesn't show up? I was like, bitch, it's already happened. He hasn't shown up. She's having- It's not a, in the future. It's a happening uh, right now. She's having like, she's in her fucking Big Bird character, you know, like Big Bird who's always just doing the dumbest shit. 
you know, just like fucking stumbling into this or, you know, sitting around waiting for a fucking half hour, you know, an hour and a half thinking that Oscar the Grouch is going to come out and tell him to have a nice day, you know? So yeah, Big Bird always made me fucking cringe in this. Like, I just be like, don't do it. Don't say it. Just, and I turned the TV off. This is how I felt about that. Now you're telling me you've been there for 90 minutes. Imagine <laughs> being filmed. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Man, 90 minutes being filmed, and your question is, what if he doesn't show up? What if? Yeah. No, what if? No, after 30 minutes, it was no. Right. No, was I was just going to say, I'm like, yeah. I would have left after 15 minutes. How long would you have waited? Um, Probably 20 minutes. I mean, it would, and I would have called right away. Like, after like 10 or 15 minutes, I probably would have been like, hey, just checking. You still on your way? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. An hour and a half. I don't know. What does that say about her? Well, I think that all leads into everything that we've said so far, which is like, she just really does not have that um, desperation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, kind of dripping off of her a little bit here. Yeah. You know? And I did go ahead and watch like the next episode and she's very, a lot of desperation. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, she is, she's, it's hard, it's hard to watch her. And so she calls him, she calls him a scumbag. She says, hey, scumbag, you are a piece of shit to stand up someone like me. And she goes on and on. And, and she calls him. She says, you're probably a fat banker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and she goes on and on and on and on and on and on and so on. So something my mother would say, he's a banker. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, the, the girls finally, you know, finally, you know, get in touch with her. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they come up to her and they tell her that they've been there the whole time, yep. which I can't yep. believe they were there for an hour and a half. How big is that place? Like, Michelle, if the guy doesn't come or the person doesn't come after a half hour, can you please come up to me? Jesus, I'm, don't leave me sitting there for by myself, probably in tears for an hour and a half. Well, I think she was talking to the girls next door. She was having a good time. Oh, oh, my goobers. Please don't leave me there. I'll kill myself. I know. Right? But yeah, so then then they all sort of have their little moment of snuggling. We, we zip again. I feel like I have whiplash from going back to Caroline. Um, she's wearing it's the day of the the party. Albie's mm-hmm. uh, graduation party. Mm-hmm. I love that she is wearing a credit, she's incredibly sweaty. She's wearing a t-shirt. It's a wife beater that says L'Amour in yeah. uh, glitter across yeah. her, her, another woman with ridiculously big tits. Um, <laughs> she's getting everybody fucking ready. And it's like, it's creepy. Ready, right? <laughs> well, is, now explain this to me. Cause again, no kids. Is this a scenario that you can imagine in your own home? Um, not really. I mean, no, because I know like, even like if, if like Stefan goes to like a school dance, like if it's, um, he would just come and say, he would probably just show me things. Do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? And I legit, he can't tie a tie. So he'd ask Brian, but that would be the extent of it. I mean, it wouldn't, you know, be, I don't really have those control issues over him. So I haven't created that. You know what I mean? And Liam would just, you know, sooner tell me to go take a shit in a hat and then tell him whatever to put on. So that's it's just it's a personality thing it's her thing it's it's that's she has she likes control which is yeah i mean honestly like it was again that was hard to watch it and it was cringy but in a different way Mm -hmm. um and you're right i couldn't really articulate it but that's a a great point it's it is it's it's her being controlling um and so we have all of the those like insane scenes i mean the daughter is coming in wants her to put her shoes on it's fucking insane (laughs) um and then all of a sudden we we are turned on to um 
again, Dina talking to us about Franklin Lakes. She's yeah. like our tour guide for Franklin Lakes. And she takes us to the every the salon where like everybody goes. Yep. Which the, interesting. Like the enough, salon. The salon. Yes. The salon in Franklin Lakes, which <laughs> we're gonna have to go to. <laughs> we're gonna obviously have to go there, Michelle, with your shiny straight hair. Uh-huh. We're gonna have to go to the chateau. And yeah. so, you know, we see her there getting ready with a bunch of her friends for like a girls' night out that they're gonna do. And and they say Jacqueline, they do this regularly, which is so strange to me. Yeah, because she says that she could only get out a couple of nights a week, probably because of her daughter. And the husband seems to work uh, work unusual hours, which is interesting given it's uh, that it's a function uh, hall. Where yeah. He works. But um, okay, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The function hall? Yeah, yeah. He, he's a part owner of the Brownstone. Oh. He works there, too. Okay. Um, And so we see Jacqueline on her way to the Chateau, and she's telling us about this thing that they do this periodically and she's excited to go. Um, And then she tells us that, you know, Danielle would have been going, but there was some friction when she first met Dina. And then we see, you know, Jackal Snapper pull up and she sees Danielle outside the fucking salon. Really, she's stalking her. That is Michelle, I was freaking out. I swear, I feel like I forgot that this stuff even happened. Like she's when I saw her there, I was like, fuck, what? Yeah. You know, now she's, I mean, she's telegraphing her need in a way that is, it's beyond cringe and it's like unpleasant. Yeah. And. But Jacqueline handles it really well. I was just going to say, I was kind of impressed. Yeah. With the way that she kind of deflects uh, a lot of it. She doesn't participate in any of the, of like the weird, like magical thinking that, that Danielle has. Mm -hmm. Because she seems like, you know, she seems upset that she wasn't invited um and and we keep having these sort of inter interstitial moments where we go in and we see Dina who's talking to a friend and or, or we see or hear a voiceover of Dina getting her hair done and and Dina saying that somebody's been spreading rumors around her about her in Franklin Lakes she's a pretty good idea who the person is she doesn't say it's Danielle but we know that's what she's right yeah. she wants us to to get from that yeah and um and then we keep going back to Danielle and, and sort of saying, well, I don't understand why I can't come. And it, it's, I have to say, I don't, I have no frame of reference for how, for what Danielle is doing right now. No, I, I absolutely don't get it. I mean, Maria, maybe in second grade, um, when a friend like didn't ask me to come over because of, I don't know, whatever reason, like, you, you know what? I, maybe I felt bad, but, you know, then, of course, you understand. Well, I couldn't ask you over because I, you know, it was, I don't know, it was my family or something, you know what I mean? And I wasn't inviting friends. It was my cousins or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but Danielle just has no, she wasn't invited by anybody else. And so she expected that Danielle was going to, like, stick up for her and say she's coming. Is that what she thought? Well, this is what I don't... Then I actually, to your point, had to say to myself, what was the fucking point of her showing up there? What did she think was going to happen? Did she think she was going to put poor Jacqueline on the spot and yeah. force her way in? Yeah, that's what I... And then she actually goes in the building. Yeah. Were you stunned? I almost fell off my fucking bed. She just kind of went in and just kind of lorded over them for a couple minutes. So then... Yeah, just like let herself be seen there, just in case Dina was going to look at her and go, oh, by the way, I forgive you. Do you want to come? Yeah. <laughs> And then, oh, and what freaked me out even more was that when they started talking about Cipriani's was when Danielle was talking about going there. 
And then it dawned on me, I thought, oh, what Danielle thinks is happening is that she is being iced out of filming. Oh, okay. That's what I think this was. Because they don't have a relationship like that where Danielle would care. Mm -hmm. But what I believe is that she believes she's getting iced out of filming this scene in Cipriani's. Gotcha. which Which I think she believes that she should be part of that group because she's a member of the cast. I see. I getcha. I getcha. But yeah, it's um and they But it plays now. incredibly juvenile. It plays because you don't think of that. Like I think of that now because I have, you know, 20 years of housewives lore under my belt. And because I've watched a million Bravo shows and heard a ton of people comment do commentary on it. But but now they seem to kind of like create these moments to get together. And if there are other moments where Yes. Uh, It was only a couple of them. They might just touch on it briefly. They don't give it a lot of time or they talk about it in some other reference. Um, Right. But yeah, these sort of like, oh, this is what we do. Like, this is a little bit more realistic. This is what we're doing. We're icing out this girl. She sucks. And we're going to go, you know, get our hair done um, and go to someplace we said we were going to go and then change our minds so that we don't run into Danielle. So they ended up going to one or something. Which, yeah, which honestly, like, how fucking scary is that that you, I mean, because honestly, I feel like she would have shown up. She would have. And I think they weren't showing how scared they were, but they wanted to avoid her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that. I was like, shit, they were not taking chances. Um, and so, yeah, they, they went and, you know, seemed to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I feel like that sort of brings us to, to the end of, of the episode. What, what uh, what else did you think what did you think about your first episode any other thoughts you have um I you know I I thought I really enjoyed it I mean again you know when these were all really getting popular I was uh you know I was like a new mom and just really tired and so I could only the only thing I was able to handle were were like series where like HBO would do a series that would come on once a week do you know what I mean and I maybe there was like two shows a week that I would watch that's all I could handle um and um so you know yeah the uh this was just like it was like a a new format um it was you know I hadn't really been into reality tv prior to this so I didn't really give it a chance because I just thought what do I want to care about like these old ladies that they're not old ladies but they (laughs) you know right but um, now now they are yeah but so yeah i just, just wasn't you know i i wasn't the type of reality tv that i was interested in um so yeah um but looking back now i you know i think i think they're hilarious and um you know i like how i like how they're it's it's it seems far less constructed than things are now um what are your thoughts on that you know oh yeah i mean that's what I think is so great about us doing this series. Honestly, what I find most exciting about even thinking about going back to season one of so many of these Bravo shows is that they really do feel raw. They yeah. really do feel like reality. Yeah. Whereas today, I think you could watch uh, a Real Housewives of New Jersey episode and you could feel like a certain level of that is 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 produced they're all in glam. Everybody has hair extensions. Everyone is wearing designer dresses. You know, everyone has yeah. a, you know, full on, you know, makeup squad or whatever. This is a time when people are wearing their own clothes. Yeah. You know, they their storylines are their lives. They're not making things up for a storyline. It's before people even thought about stuff like that. 
Right. So I love the infancy of it. I love the, it, this nostalgia of it is awesome. I love seeing these people less produced Mm -hmm. um, and seeing them um, like getting to know them again, kind of after all of these years as, as they really were before they were kind of tainted by um, like reality superstardom. Yeah. Which, you know, think of it this way, Teresa has been on the show consistently. The only time she wasn't on the show was when she was in fucking jail. I know. <laughs> it took jail to to get her off the show. Yeah, I know. So I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm really thrilled. Um and you know, I'm I'm we'll wrap up, but I'm I I just want to thank you again for for really, you know, putting your faith in me uh to start watching some of these uh from the beginning. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we have a lot of cool stuff and and cool perspective. Hopefully, um, our three uh, listeners, which I think we agree that two of them are us and one of them is your sister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. So hopefully they will also enjoy it. Um, and if you are loving uh, the series and you're listening along, uh, please consider joining us in the rewatch and uh, making some comments on our Instagram posts. We'll be uh, putting out little uh, teasers here and there to let you know what episodes we're doing. But for now, we're heading deep into uncharted territory for Michelle and uh, a rewatch for me. Mm-hmm.